Appreciate, yeah, appreciate people who go, go down. Mike, I give, I appreciate dicks. them so much. I give them a salute every time. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm back for this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Mr. Steven Trollinger yes. is back for this, and what an episode to come back on. Yeah. On this, <laughs> uh, we had five good <laughs> intros. And now we're starting. So what you get out Much- of me is, yeah, that's all you get at this point. Steve, are you reading your wedding vows again? <laughs> um, on this very nuptial episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm legally wedded Steve Trollinger. Woo! Yeah! Chris, Chris! Steve, I don't know if people you- scream that from the chapel when you were... You, I, 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 I always want people to scream that when I get I married. haven't told either of them any details about it, so I'm just going to sit here and let them wildly guess at it. <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 building, wait. building something far grander than I could have ever afforded. Wait, Steve, Steve shh, can you hear that? The sound of all of our female listeners crying out at this news. No, oh, did they stub their toes? <laughs> yes, be careful while listening to this podcast. But yeah, Steve is married. It was a lovely <laughs> wedding, I'll have to assume, because I was not there. Most people weren't. Yeah, I wasn't there either. Most people weren't. We, we mentioned it on last week's episode, but Steve, and I'm going to speak for you because uh, you're here and can't speak for yourself, I guess. Sure, yeah. Uh, Steve's preferred wedding gift of choice would be a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, I still got to get you that. Yeah. Wow. What kind of busy-ass <laughs> life you Mike, if you, you can't leave? even leave the review, how can we expect our listeners to do so? Uh, you know what? You're right, Nick. When I chained when I, in a dungeon I'm for gonna, a week? I'm going to do this review. You know, and I'll post it. I'll even post it so everyone can see. <laughs> Five-star review, I leave you, Steve. <laughs> but we are back now, the whole gang. And Steve, I remember for, for all the weeks we've been off, Steve has been saying over and over again, Nick, Nick, really, for the first episode where we're all back together again, I really want to do Trap Core. And I said, Steve, you got it. Because it's Steve's favorite genre. It's Steve, It's the combination of Steve's two favorite genres. It's actually, apparently, an innovative new genre that the band were discussing, Falling in Reverse, which I'm going to refer to from here on out as Shooting Upward. Because it just... Isn't... Aren't you always Falling in Reverse? Wouldn't, wouldn't Falling in Reverse be Flying into the Sky? Oh, yeah, I guess. Wait. Oh, man, we're stuck already. <laughs> this will be the remaining 40 minutes oh. of the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, shooting upward. <laughs> Mike's making an ejaculation joke in his head, and we're done. Okay, move on. <laughs> Next recurring segment, please. <laughs> so the band we are discussing today is Falling in Reverse. Uh, the the genre they have dubbed themselves is Trapcore, and we're discussing their song called Alone, which for this group, which started out as kind of like a hardcore screamo, you know, Vans Warped Tour, angry young kids kind of music. I'm shaking my fists in the sky. Uh, they then kind of went in a stylistic shift on this song. Uh, and it, uh, we won't dive into the music video too much, but I think I said this. Mike, what, what did you say your first impression of this band was when you first saw it? Because you had no prior Oh, uh, that it was like a, like so many different genres trying to fit into one. And what do you think of the vocalist? Oh, and he was super douchey, and like, but weenie douchey. That's... Oh, the worst kind of douchey. <laughs> My one and only note for this, I'm getting it out of the way now. My one and only note for this are, 
as we as we listen uh, listen for this, the chorus and the verse are telling either two different stories, or they're complementing each other in a really bad way that I don't think the the band intended or the whoever wrote it in the band intended. I think intended. I might know what you're referring to, yeah. and I think they actually did it in a beautiful, knowledgeable way. Most oh. of so mo- <laughs> most of the song, mo- so there's there's rap music, and then there's all of a sudden like blasting. Like uh, surrounded by silence, skyline, whatever those guys oh, were. God. Type stuff. Oh God! throwback. To yeah, those guys. and <laughs> and it just seems it, in most rap songs, there's a, rap rappers are all about boasting. Like rap songs, a lot of time are about boasting about your status and the things you have and the stuff you've done and whatnot. And it seems like they wanted to both have that boasting and then very out loud discuss the deep-seated emotional issues that force them to boast to make themselves feel better. And that's beautiful, Steve, proving their point. But here's a little bit of what that sounds like. <laughs> Mike, you seem unconvinced. When did this song come out? This song came out in 2013. And if you're asking, I will answer yes, the Charlie Sheen reference was already old. Okay, good. Uh, but there's actually quite a bit of history to... Really, we're going to be discussing one person, and that is Ronnie Radke, who is the vocalist that you were just hearing. And kind of much like our Justin Bieber episode, uh, the bio of him in this band is mostly just going to be a rapid-fire series of quick facts, because I think that will paint a much better picture. So, Falling in Reverse is the brainchild of Ronnie Radke, who is the only original member of Falling in Reverse still in the band, because he fired the rest of his band at one point. Oh, God. That's when you just know it's grade-A douchebaggery, man. Like, when no one wants to work with you. When you can't stick with the original crew, you know? Well, he actually fired them apparently over monetary issues because the tour didn't sell as well as he intended to, and so he canceled the tour fired his band members, said it was because his girlfriend was pregnant, and that was the reason he canceled the tour. But one of the band members um, apparently said, quote, Ronnie got pissed that shows in Falling in Reverse's upcoming tour didn't sell out and walked out on the band. It was never about Chrissy and him having a kid. Uh, Ronnie will continue to do the Warped Tour, because of course he did the Warped Tour. Uh, <laughs> At this least year, until that goes the way of the dinosaurs. For what it's worth, all the money in the new album will go to Ronnie and only Ronnie. He also took all the merch sales of the past tours, too, and kept the profits. So the band we're listening to is actually right after he got his whole new band. How did he legally do that? Well, you know, legality comes up quite a bit with this guy. So (laughs) to actually start off, this wasn't his first band. His first band was actually in a fairly well-known similar genre band called Escape the Fate, but his ten- he was the vocalist in that band, but his tenure ended in that band when he was 22 and was criminally charged with the death of 18-year-old Michael Cook because he was in a fight that escalated and Ronnie's uh, friend Chase Raider pulled a gun and shot this kid. It was basically two groups of guys fighting. What? One of them had a gun and killed the other guy. So his buddy shot someone else? And Yeah, and killed him. So... In 2008, Radke pleaded guilty to battery with substantial bodily harm in relation to death, which I don't know if that's the right, I don't know what the charge is, but substantial bodily they, harm. They probably, it probably just got pleaded down. Yes. Because I would argue death is substantial bodily harm. Yeah. Well, but I'm but, no expert. Yeah, but he didn't shoot the gun. He did not. So he was ordered after 
after he was charged with this. He was ordered on probation for five years. Um, he violated the terms of his probation and served two and a half years in prison. Uh, and while he was in prison, he formed this the band uh, Falling in Reverse. So they were all in prison together? Yeah, it was a whole prison group. You know, they would do Battle of the Bands, which usually <laughs> resulted in knife fights. Uh, it's like the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Blues Brothers, but bad and not funny. Just kind of sad. So he formed the band in, in uh, 2010. And since then, and once again, this is going to be just little rapid-fire fun facts about Ronnie Radke. On May 1st, 2012, Radke was accused of striking his then-girlfriend, Sally Watts, and was subsequently arrested in Glendale, California in August uh, 2012, after he failed once again to make any court appearances. Um, and then, on uh, later that same year, on September 29th, Radke was performing at a Six Flags of all places. I think it was one of those Fright Fest <laughs> things. And he threw three microphone stands into the audience at the close of performance, injuring a 16-year-old girl who had to be taken to the hospital and a 24-year-old man who was treated at the scene. He was charged with simple assault and aggravated assault and released on $25,000 bail. And uh, Six Flags then decided to ban all hard rock bands from performing in the future. But all of this is just to paint a picture of who this uh, gentleman is. So in 2013... Fresh off of all of this, he then comes out with this new song, Alone, uh, where he does a radically new style. And once again, as we've kind of just heard the little bit, the most basic bits of, um, like all functioning adults, Ronnie has trouble getting along with other people. And that is mostly what the song Alone is about, which I, I suppose can be somewhat ironically titled. Um, but And then when we get into the chorus, I believe we'll hear a little bit of where that, that juxtaposition comes in. So here's a little bit, we'll start at the beginning now, of Alone by Shooting Upward. That was him right when he went to jail. <laughs> Oh yeah, the sauntering he does in this music video. It's like it's like he found a book that was solely about all of the thing, all of the t- different ways seen kids walk and gesticulate in one one grand compendium and he studied that book in the school library every weekday until finally it was memorized and it was muscle memory cuz that's just it's like he's just that's just how he moves now. Like the finger guns were like, like the you can't possibly understand me kind of <laughs> like pointing fin- to his forehead. Finger yes. guns to the temple thing, like the the oh my god, I can't possibly get all my emotions out in words right now. Like Steve's now gesticulating his hands wildly, <laughs> like he's washing two windshields at the same time. Like it's they're all little sponges in your hands. Yeah, so. like they're all. It's all from. It's all in the book. It's all in the book. Steve, have you read the book? No. I found it. I was one day. too busy feeling pain. Yeah. I found it one day in the library, and just like the page master, I became a wash. <laughs> okay, a, you, uh, lost all, <laughs> you lost all hip hop hardcore credibility when you were I became like, a wash yeah, in a world just of animation. Like the page master. Of animation just like the beloved color. 1995 Macaulay Culkin movie. Oh my. <laughs> and the book took me on an adventure to fight dragons and but like t- a Mr. hardcore adventure. Like Mr. Hyde or something. We got to start with just he, that. He just didn't 
he's just all I do is win was a big phrase from that song. All I do is win. No, I think it. I th- well, he literally is he just he's just snagging little things. Oh, I think you might have heard this before. He huh? literally doesn't even link the exactly. He doesn't <laughs> got, even link the thought. He says, "All I do is win, Charlie Sheen." He didn't even say like, "All I do is win, like Charlie Sheen." He th- those are just two incongruous thoughts that he just meshed together into one verse. And even before that, the he chooses to introduce himself in the song by saying, "Quote: White boy on the beat, rocking Gucci sneaks." Also, that's all we know about him. Also, if, other than the long history I gave, if appearance-wise he's going for hipster Dracula, then <laughs> ma, 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 perfection coming out of a Ferrari. Like that would, you know, this this he's the type of douchebag to put that first line like in his Tinder profile, just like white boy on the beat rocking Gucci. Like, tell me a little bit about yourself. As long as he's at least five eleven, though, they'll still swipe. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. What are you saying? Ladies are shallow, Nick. At least that's what Mike is saying. I have on my Nick. Be careful because Mike needs this. <laughs> Mike needs this it's answer all... to be a certain way for him to feel good about himself. Don't that's all I've got. Don't shatter his dome that he's put up in in place of. Mike is tall enough to break the top of it, though. <laughs> don't shatter the shield that he's very carefully built brick by brick for himself. Just a little. But yeah, I, 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 hipster Dracula, I think is a perfect uh, description of what Mr. Radke looks like in this video. So he started out in 06 and revived the scene. He's referring to his tenure in the band um, Escape the Fate, which he had to leave because he was arrested <laughs> due to unforeseen imprisonment. <laughs> Which also should be a flag on the NFL field. Mike, you're looking at the lyrics. Did you? I'm just trying to think. Uh, instead of revived, what's what's a word for where you come back and like try to kill something all over again, like a genre of music? Resurrect? Re- no. Re. Reanimate? The rekillining. The rekillining. <laughs> Which is the name of the next horror movie I'm going to make. <laughs> the rekillining. The rekillining. Chad is not the killer. Colon the rekillining. <laughs> yes. Thank you for plugging. You're welcome. ABP. But he also says, so many motherfuckers want to be like me. Show of hands. Does Show of hands. Show of hands. But does that mean he's a motherfucker? He's a dad. He is a dad. Yeah, so all dad, he, he, he wants all these, all, every dad wants to be him. That's what it is, man. He was engaged also too, actually. Ugh, he's but, someone's dad. <laughs> he was engaged uh, to uh, his baby mama, but... The marriage fell through because... Just like DeAntward. The marriage fell through because of infidelity on his part. Just like DeAntward. That was much darker, Steve. <laughs> and also, not everything in life is like DeAntward. I tell you this over and over again. I was talking... We were having that discussion about the Franco-Prussian War, and you said, just like DeAntward. I was like, no, Steve, there are a variety of socioeconomic and geopolitical reasons why the Franco-Prussian War occurred. Okay. <laughs> So, but we'll listen to Daddy afterwards, Steve. Don't you worry. So infidelity. Yes. Who do who do you hook up with? I don't know. Some. I I honestly don't know. <laughs> I was gonna start casting <laughs> wild accusations. Guys, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it when you uh, dump your current sound system for a better one? Infidelity. Ha <laughs> ha. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Something about Charlie Sheen. <laughs> that was a much more fun remix, Steve. Yeah. Like, 
Because unfortunately, the song does continue. Oh my god, he's right. I am doing that. <laughs> Steve, it's very generous of you to clean the dishes while we record the podcast. I do remember when I was listening to half of this song, I did get to this part and go, oh man, he's right about us. We are talking shit about him. And he does make more money than we do. Correction, he makes more money. Although actually, I literally just washed a whole bunch of dishes before we recorded the podcast. And I, the whole time I was like, boy, oh boy, that Ronnie Radke sure yeah. does seem like a jerk. But you know, scrubbing the same spot over and over. But you know, damn it! You know what, Ronnie? You can't humble the already humbled. Take that! That's our great strength. But also, this once again, I didn't subject you guys to falling in reverse his older music. But this whole new rapping thing is kind of new to him. Yeah, but now he's been—he was kind of like sinning, like um. Oh, just the end of everything like that I know. Yeah, yeah. And then into into a into a roar yes. where he kind of just screamed for a uh. second and now he's rapping. Yes. Now on the note of that, he actually was interviewed by Alt Press and he explained kind of uh what the song was about and then also him as a rapper. And Mike, I don't want the audio of me saying his quote to exist. So if you could read this one little paragraph right there. Uh that's the quote from Ronnie Radke. The bottom line is, alone, me as a rapper, it's an alter ego. It's like a villain, a superhero. You know, you can't tell a superhero that you can't do something. It's the alter ego. It's my alter ego. I just want to be black, you know? It's my alter negro. End quote. <laughs> oh, my God. Mr. President, did you write this? I <laughs> see. <laughs> Boy, I've missed the Trump jabs. Oh, and you know, right when he says it, right when he says it, he's thinking, oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> he just I'm, smugly sits back while the all-press reporter is like, you sure you want me to say that? Give me a copy of it to you. <laughs> I need something to wank it to later, because I'm alone. Oh. oh, he absolutely jerks off to the sound of his own voice. Someone with this much of a God complex, the way... You don't even need to see... You can watch the music video if you want to subject yourself to it, listeners, but you don't even need to see it to tell how much he's swaggering around. Wow. Well, that's just economically irresponsible. Thank you. <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> I mean... You should I, not be I, spending that much. I make a respectable paycheck, but if he was honestly spending what I was making in that plus an additional three months in 15 minutes, he's just reckless. That's not a, that's not a path to financial stability. And what the hell are you going to buy? I mean, wh- How many boats does one person need? Oh, the Ferrari in the music video. Do you think he bought it as opposed to just renting it for the shoot? Or he could be doing what most rappers do and boast about things he doesn't actually possess. God, I hate that. I think Jay Z is the only one who can actually back up him with what he says financially. He's always bragging about his streaming platform. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he's a business, and he'll be kissing on your missus. So, Steve, as, as a newly married man, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why this fucking guy is gonna kiss your wife. <laughs> What you spend in 15 months is what I spend in 15 minutes. 
that the, line right there, the by the way. The scene kid Bible strikes again. This line right here. It's my alarm in the morning. If you want to wake up with just the right punch to your self-esteem, just have Ronnie Ray go, you're a bitch! <laughs> just Nick's inner thoughts being thrown into his alarm oh, clock. Oh, God, God, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm not good in social situations. Oh, you're right. And I washed dishes this morning, too. Oh, fuck! Social anxiety engage! <laughs> What's it mean to be froggy? I don't know if it's froggy or... It sounds like he might have said groggy, but he was very angry when he said that line, so it's a little ambiguous. Because he... We have the lyrics pulled up, and it says you're feeling froggy. Froggy, meaning... um, I mean, this is a thing. You you feel it's like... It's like a... It's like a taunt. Like, you're feeling froggy? Like, you feel like you're ready to jump? Oh. I thought you feel... Like, let's do Let's do this. You feeling froggy? You feel like, froggy, punk? You just as comfortable in land as in water? Are you? I just, I believe it means like tense and ready to strike. Feeling amphibious, motherfucker? Are you feeling like at any minute in a single sex environment you could spontaneously change sex? Are you feeling like you might slip into a pool by accident, go into the filter, and then maybe drown <laughs> in chlorine? Or get pulled out by a pool boy who throws you over the fence? How you feeling? Mike, ironically enough, this is a guy who has no filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick! Oh, oh, he just never lets me down. I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't have I don't have quite the clever lyricism that he does, though. Especially when he says, "You're a bitch. You're a punk. Don't make me pull out the pump," which is probably the same thing. He's got to clean the pool out. <laughs> He's got... <laughs> oh, he doesn't wash dishes, but he does have to clean his own pool. <laughs> Well, what do you? Well, how much do you really think I make? Do you know how much I spent in the last fifteen minutes? I can't afford a pool guy. <laughs> I am wildly fiscally irresponsible. Wait, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> what? Like, because he's what? surrounded by the trappings of fame and fortune, but it never ever fills up the empty, yawning chasm that is his soul, and he's just always feeling alone, no matter how many people he surrounds himself with. Do you know what would fill that hole, though? What dirty dishes? Mm. You know, a good, honest, hard work does good for the soul, Nick. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much money you got. You got sometimes you got to go out and wash some dishes, yes. chop some wood, dig a hole. I don't know. He says he's build a, a house. He says he's a business, but ironically enough, he's been in various hardcore bands since he was eighteen. So he's never had to probably ever open an Excel spreadsheet. He's probably never had to actually do a day's worth of manual labor. Hey, hey, he's not a businessman, okay? He's a business man, <laughs> comma. He's got the LLC. Tattooed yeah. on his chest. He probably does. He is covered in tattoos. Where the ever-loving fuck did that come from? <laughs> he's been... got the L. He's got LLC tattooed on his chest. Yeah, man. Anytime he gets in trouble, he rips open his shirt and he goes, "Limited liability, cocksuckers." Yeah. <laughs> Mike, can you please get that tattooed so you can scream that anytime an argument is not going in your favor? <laughs> <laughs> 
As soon as I turn myself into a business, Nick. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> MrMikeRussell.com. You're halfway there. Just don't ever let the domain expire. Also, check out Mike's website. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a little stale right now. At least it exists. <laughs> this is true, page four. I did actually check <laughs> a few days ago, StephenTrollinger.com. I don't know why. It's been two years. I don't know why. Did you but really think just maybe? Just like, hope after hope. I know he will do it and not tell us. But oh, oh, it's almost certain. <laughs> I will do it. Conti- I am terrible at self-promotion. I will do it and continue to tell you jokes about me not doing it. <laughs> Uh, this song this is uh, this is the song equivalent of that like um thick like the fictional character trope of the the person who puts up like a bunch of bravado and false uh a bunch of bravado false like confidence to secretly mask you know, like his deep-seated insecurities, and then like you catch him like towards the climax of the film, like finally reaching that vulnerable, being comfortable enough to reach that vulnerability, well in the presence of other people. It's like that, but a song. Like the whole song yes. is that. The, whole- <laughs> the song is, is the first moment. act of that story. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, this is after that chorus. I think that's when I turned off the song. Yeah, I just got bored. It's <laughs> like ah, listen to the rest. You don't of the empathize podcast. with his plight about being alone. <laughs> it's because it means nothing. None of it. He's he's he's, for, he's just shit talking all his haters and motherfuckers and talking about how much he's spending. And all of a sudden, it's the end of everything he's doing. I'm like, what? What are we talking about? What'd you do? It's a valid question, Mike. I mean, what's happening? I think that's to Steve's point about the juxtaposition between the two. But maybe the second verse will clarify the verse that you couldn't make it to. That is that is categorically false. It is <laughs> there is there is ample evidence. To the contrary, that he has not, in fact, been rapping since he shat in his own pants. Uh, he only just now started to rap as of this song. Oh, well, now what if he's got a little fun fact? You know, perhaps he has like a gastrointestinal like uh, disorder and he's, you know, he's been wearing pampers his whole fucking life. Not with those tight pants, he's not. <laughs> well, those obviously. Pi- those, tan- those tight, those pant, the pites, pints, <laughs> those, those pints. Pi- those tight, those pants. He's shitting pints in his pants. <laughs> those pants are so tight. If he was wearing a diaper, I don't care how well disguised it is, he would look like he was trying to cart a bunch of packing peanuts around in his pants. That's what the that's what the Ferrari behind him is for. Do you have peanuts in your pocket, or you have peanuts? Peanuts? Do you have peanuts in your pocket, or are you shitting in your pampers? Yeah, granted, that's an ambiguous timeline. When he was shitting in Pampers, that could have been right before the music video started. Yeah, man, that joke was so on with the whole tight pants thing, and then I forgot how talk speak work. It was still very good, Steve. How Steve speak talk? Speak Steve speak now talk. Then he climbed the ladder to the top, and now he's shitting on rappers, which is like. (laughs) 
So he took off his diaper, pulled down his pants, and he's just just dumping it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was the most adorable little shimmy you yeah. just did. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> I just imagine Ronnie Radke doing that. Boop. <laughs> I'm shitting on rappers. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> T.I.'s walking his kids to the park, <laughs> looks up, <gasps> and <laughs> cut to black. <laughs> Literally. Cut to dark brown. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, he is, he's known... Is T.I. still a rapper? Yes, he is. Yeah, okay, yeah, excellent. Of Come on. No, maybe. I, I didn't know if he had gone the common route and, and uh, solely focused on acting. But, Steve, you are right. So now not only is he a huge douchebag he's also an unreliable narrator because as you said steve this is empirically false i love it he's like people saying stuff like why just switch up your style which would then say you know they're like fans but then and then i don't matter so it's like he's getting i don't know you will like what he does whether you like him or not (laughs) yeah (laughs) i got a video at the end by the way Um, this guy's so insecure he's talking about when he was a baby Yes. Oh, my God. He's literally getting, like, Freudian with it. Oh, I got another terrific knee slapper Steve joke. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Please, to please, go, please. To go with the one I did earlier. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, how many Freudians does it take to screw in a penis? I mean, light bulb. Light bulb. <laughs> I like that. And scene. Black. Brown out. Brown out. Okay, so first off, all he sa- all he does is work, but he clearly has never washed dishes, yeah, and has no appreciation for the people who work hard and do that. And second off, when he crossed, people are mad at him for crossing the line. That's probably just when he's trying to cross the street and he's in a town where they don't allow jaywalking. I was really thinking that, and then also imagining a town where people like took jaywalking. Very serious. It's the same town that that Footloose was in, that band dancing. (laughs) And he's a menace. He's a menace. Every time he comes around, everyone's like, ah! They're like leaning out their windows. windows. (laughs) Saloon doors are waving in the wind. He definitely seems to be the kind of guy that would consider himself a provocateur. Like, would actually use that word? Yes. They 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 would think of themselves like that. And I don't know if you know this, Mike, Provocateur is a, a French word meaning asshole. <laughs> Actually, they're touring now in 2019 on the Provocateur. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Nick can't just let my decent joke lie. He has to add an addendum of a terrible pun. You made a delicious ice cream sundae of joke, Steve, and I just put a cherry on top. Who puts a cherry on an ice cream sandwich? <laughs> if it was Sunday, maybe. No, Yo, I know what I said. If they I stand you put by, it on a sandwich. I stand by this. If it was ice cream at the provocateur tour, uh-huh. it'd be chocolate ass cream. And there's the trifecta. It comes in a diaper. <laughs> Steve, Steve makes well-constructed, well-crafted, on-the-spot humorous reference. According to Steve. Nick adds semi-humorous Hilarious. pun. Mike makes poop joke. It's the song song Topsy Trifecta, I call it. Coming soon to Ben and Jerry's. What a great partnership. 
Much better than Ronnie Radke's shitting in Pampers, <laughs> Ben and Jerry's. Did not sell well. He's very angry about that. <laughs> they probably forgot what he looks like. It's so just unmemorable. Like, <laughs> oh, have you seen? Look oh at this face. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, maybe I'll take that back. We're zooming yeah. in very close to his face. <laughs> it's memorable, if nothing his, else. His actual face looks like something the actor Alan Cumming would do to make people laugh. <laughs> that is a very specific like, reference, but it is 100% That accurate. is a face Alan Cumming makes to, for the purpose, express purpose, of getting a chuckle out of someone in the room. That's just his face. That's just that guy's face. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, now that's a, that's a pretty legitimate threat. Yes. Uh, considering what happened when his boy Chase came. Now, see, Nick, <laughs> that first part of the pre-chorus here is what I set my alarm to. So, Steve, you are... You know, you're sleeping, you probably got a day of work, maybe another day of commercial shooting, you know, like you just did recently. And um, let's say around like 5.55, we just hear. (laughs) Pretty much. That gets me, that gets me ready for the day. (laughs) I actually have my alarm currently set to the reprise of the uh, uh, the Batman theme from the first Batman movie, Danny Elfman. But yeah, but I because I I wanted something different for my alarm, and I figured it would wake me up. The problem is now I actively fear my alarm going off. Like I think I'm afraid of Batman now. Like a, like you a Pavlovian dogged yourself into fearing Batman. Yeah, like a hardened <laughs> criminal because I'm like constantly waking up like a half an hour before my alarm's supposed to go off and going like I don't want to go back to sleep because if I go back to sleep, literally an instant later I'm gonna hear. I thought the opposite would happen, Steve. Where you every time you wake up, you're like Gotham needs me. That's what I thought too. That's why I did it. But then it just sort of like makes me kind of afraid. You that, start feeling like the criminal. Yeah, my alarm's oh, shit, gonna go Batman's off. Coming. Oh my god! If you ever get rich and famous, right, and you have enough money, you don't even need to be famous to do this. Um, or maybe if I get rich, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I want to buy you a um, a real person alarm clock, who's a Batman, <laughs> who just breaks into your house with the music playing and just. Beats the hell out of you to wake you up real quick. Mike, did you just say you want to buy me a person? <laughs> no, no, like they're a pa- you know, it's, they're a paid professional. They're <laughs> That's what you are, Steve. Don't get all self righteous. There's plenty of Batman impersonators who would gladly come in just and just wander through Times Square and be like, hey, buddy, you want 75 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'd come. Hey, Rudy Giuliani got rid of those. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> no, they have their nice, they have the nice little blue section, the, the blue path section, but in the Times Square now. Mike, I would love I was, it <laughs> if you paid a a two hundred and fifty pound Hispanic Batman to kick through Steve's door and just start punching him. I don't, and I hold the music up behind him when he's doing it, and then wake you up. And it's <laughs> and it's the song from Say Anything. <laughs> it's in your eyes by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, no, go ahead. Just about the music video, the L is backward. He's holding up the L loser sign, and it's backwards. And that's the take that the director chose to keep, which makes me think the director very subconsciously and, sub- and subversively 
wanted him to look like <laughs> nothing makes you look like a bigger loser than screaming and holding up the loser sign on your forehead, much like Smash Mouth, yes. an earlier episode referred to, uh, and doing it backwards. I like grammatically speaking the mm-hmm. the uh, sentence you talk a lot of shit, but you spread nothing but lies. Specifically, the use of the conjunction "but" <laughs> grammatically implies that the first part you talk a lot of shit could theoretically lead to truth telling, <laughs> as opposed to lies. So this is like you talk a lot of shit, but you're spreading nothing but lies. Now, hey. if you were talking a lot of shit that's true about me. <laughs> Then I wouldn't have a problem with it. So you said, hey, you were implicated in assaulting your girlfriend and were also implicated in the murder of someone. You threw a mic stand at a child, ostensibly. Then I'd say, you talk a lot of shit, but yeah, that sounds pretty right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Oh, I'd love like a trap course on that was just like self self dissing, you know, just like take, just like. <laughs> I don't think this is the genre that like typically lends itself to introspection and like humility. Yeah, I don't think they're all sitting there going, "Why am I doing this? For money? Done. Figured it out." <laughs> a lot of people, for some reason, seem to like it, even though it doesn't. It's not good, and I can make money on it. All right, I figured it out. <laughs> And all I'm hearing this whole time is WWE presents Backlash. I'm on that rack, fly like a jet, switching my lanes like I'm racing a vet. I'm assuming, well, so he says racing a vet. Now, it could be a veteran racer, or it could be a veterinarian or someone who fought in one of our wars. God, I believe I- it's a Corvette. Oh, no, that doesn't sound right. Well, no, I understand your reluctance to agree with my hypothesis, Nick, because it's spelled, the lyrics spelled V-E-T. It's not even an apostrophe, Steve. If it was a vet, it's not even it, an apostrophe. It, it would be V-E-T-T-E. Oh, my God. I just would love to see veter- veterinarian drag racing, where they all, but only for exotic veterinarians. Yeah, okay? but, Mike, what about the what about the song? What nah, about the song? No, nah, no, nah, but listen, listen, listen. Could you imagine? It's like, it's a lineup of, like, five veterinarians, and, they're, and they all take care of different animals. Like, what, one's on top of a hippo, one's got an elephant, one's, one's got, got a an giraffe, ostrich. An ostrich. One has a turtle, and he's just screaming at it, Go! Faster! <laughs> Why did I pick the turtle? I'm racing a vet. I'm on that next. Girl of sex. No doubt I'm on top of the world. Break your neck. Looks like something the Lonely Island would be making fun of. This looks like a parody. Seriously, (laughs) if you put Lonely Island music over this, it would seem like it's a parody of it. Like, you don't have to change the lyrics, the music video, the costume. You can change nothing. Just put the Lonely Island guys in the video in all of this costume and it would immediately turn into a parody. Like, you wouldn't have to change anything. Just put people who are obviously there to parody something in it, and it becomes a parody. He is just saying nonsense. Welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> I mean, but it's... How long have we been doing continued this? Continued fucking nonsense. Like, I'm on that next. Girl Mike, of sex. Mike, <laughs> like, uh, Mike, given our show... I don't. I wouldn't be throwing around the phrase, uh, uh, what was it, endless nonsense like that, you know, like glass houses and all. 
I don't think we want to be. What are, you, what are you trying to say, Steve? I don't Steve? think we want to speak negatively about the purposes of endless, purposeless nonsense. Hey, veterinarian drag race is a hilarious sketch idea. Yes. I don't care what anybody Stones says. Stones and glass great. houses, Mike. Stones and fucking glass no, houses. No, Mike, that is the greatest idea to ever come out of falling in reverse or shoot, slash shooting upward. <laughs> Although with him, I think it'd be more shitting upwards. How? <laughs> you can't stop. You can't. I knew he lived a pampered life, but this is ridiculous. Remind me after the show to say the joke I've been wanting to say, but keep every time you say, uh, uh, what is it? Shoot backwards? What is it? Shooting upwards. Shooting upwards. There's a joke I've been meaning to say that I won't because it's absolutely horrible. Remind me at the end of the episode. Okay, that'll be bonus content for yeah. our Patreon subscribers. I'm gonna no, do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it across the room though, so you can't pick it up. <laughs> but also, I've noticed about. Fool this, me once, shame on me. Also, I've noticed about uh, this lyric. Uh, the line, "No doubt, I'm on top of the world," is definitely someone who is secure in themselves. <laughs> I, dude, that's what people say. Like when you have the you know the, the the small talk with people when they're fucking miserable you know yeah. it's oh yeah how you doing oh I'm on top of the world <sighs> it's like, meanwhile it's her- gonna be better just fucking <laughs> they just drink their whole cup of coffee and go fill it up again I'm you're drinking top. a Windex bottle <laughs> it's blueberry flavored <laughs> I'm on top of the world yeah. Now break your neck! Now I'm on top of the world, break your neck! Little, little behind, little uh, inside, uh, inside baseball for folks out there. So, if you've never filmed a music video before, they don't perform live. They're not filming a performance. Mm-hmm. They are. If you're watching along with the music video, they are doing this on a soundless stage. <laughs> they are not playing their instruments. They are not singing. They are doing everything they're doing in this video to complete and utter silence. And I want you to imagine that and try to take it seriously. You can't. You can't, can you? Oh, my God. That's... They're doing synchronized headbanging, which is fantastic. Maybe. Maybe there's an overhead track just to keep everyone in rhythm. But otherwise, they're just doing this to nothing with nothing. That's that's a that's a thing in a lot um songs like this, right? I this isn't the first time I have heard a song like this that included a lyric where the like person was telling someone to like break their neck or something. Is that a thing? I'm asking Nick directly as a person who is tangentially not necessarily a fan so of this music. Tangentially. Yeah, but like tangentially, but you know what I'm talking about. It like means, means... I've I've never been at a concert. Um metal is what I'm assuming. Yeah, but but it seems like that I just 
feel like I've heard that lyric in a similar type of song before where it, they're like to like break your fucking neck or it means like, to hang bang. your fucking yes. yeah that sort of thing. oh maybe oh, maybe that's it because it's like because you take your neck and you break it down and but then you break it up and then you break it down yes and then you quickly repair it but he I, says I, I'm no doubt I'm on top of the world so break your neck so you're breaking your neck to celebrate that he is on top of the world in his own estimation you know I just assumed he was telling us to commit suicide because we're not as cool as he is. <laughs> I feel like that's that's. Take more... your heads and break your own you neck. Feel never like... make as much money as me. You might as well die. I feel like that's more in line with what we've learned about him. Yeah. Um. You know how they tell you to break a leg, though. I think this would be a hilarious thing to start saying to people. Oh my god, is he encouraging <laughs> us in this song all about him? He's actually thinking about someone else. That's what it is. It's the trap core version of break a leg. Yeah. Aw, that's actually very sweet. Break your motherfucking neck. Really? Oh, thank you, thank, thank you. you, thank you. And he comes out after with roses. You really broke your neck out there. <laughs> Girls love sex. That was unrelated, but thank you anyway. <laughs> what? Girl loves sex. It's not girls love sex. Girl, girl loves. Girl, girl loves sex. <laughs> That's so dumb. That's such a dumb thing to. It is a very dumb thing to say. Like, and you know, because it's just, it doesn't have anything. It's like all of a sudden he's on top of the world and people are breaking their necks. I just. And also, just so you're aware, girl loves sex. He hasn't mentioned any women. No really. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and, and it should be a mom, based on the motherfucker comment in the beginning. It doesn't matter. Now I'm just. Yeah. I'm oh just. I, now I'm being. You're nitpicky. spinning, motherfucker. Uh, Your wheels. This spinning, motherfucker. My mother loves sex. That's how I was conceived. Uh, and My then- mother loves sex. At least that's what I suppose. Cause I'm here and I'm living and I came from some hoes. <laughs> Man, oh, he's oh. he's right. That is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then the chorus repeats itself, but he ends with this little coda, which I liked. There you go, and he blows a few kisses and. But yeah, motherfuckers, falling in reverse, 2013. 2013, six goddamn years ago. Thank God everything's gotten better. <laughs> Steve, don't look at me like that. Like what? Oh, <laughs> God. Like, it's, guys, <laughs> it looked just that, just the fake hope. The just, uh, <laughs> Welcome to Stepford. <laughs> He's uh, acting. I'm a robot now. Well, guys, in the grand scheme of things, we may still be washing dishes, but he's still shitting in pampers. And uh, some of us are at least a good two to three years away from that. <laughs> Mike. Oh, my God. Please don't tell. I don't want to hear a story about you shitting yourself. Save it for the next episode. It was a shard anyway. <laughs> We've all gambled on a fart and lost, Mike. It's okay. But the worst part was the worst. Uh, shard I, was. I was uh, the, the worst shard of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, uh, we had parked so far away from the fucking ski mountain, and I had to walk to the. No context pr- needed. No, he gave all the context. There It was a ski trip. <laughs> yeah, and I was in snow pants. I was borrowing. Oh. It was terrible. <laughs> you were. In, you sharded and borrowed ski pants. Yeah. You hotboxed yourself. Oh, I did. Oh, and I was. Oh, it was. <laughs> 
Oh, and then I went, and then like we had, there's a huge line for the tickets, and I'm like, you guys are gonna have to hold a spot. And then like the bathroom was crowded, and then on the guy coming out, there's like throwing out a pair of boxers. Uh, so when I said like not one minute ago, we didn't need to hear your shitting. I needed story, to hear that, Steve. Did no one just? I I was speaking like Charlie Brown adult. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Brown, John, a Charlie Brown in my pants, Steve. <laughs> Just on the mountain, there's this Z-shaped brown pattern the whole way down. Man, I was, you know, before we recorded today, I thought to myself, man, I really missed getting together and recording episodes with you guys. It's been too long. And now I remember how hopelessly naive that version of me was. And how much fun you had, Steve. And how much fun our listeners, I'm sure, all had at this. So, guys, that's it for Falling in Reverse. Nope, nope, nope. First... First, I must reactivate because I forgot right. last week because I wasn't here. The machine was dormant. Oh, yes. I must reactivate the thing that I just learned that Mike hates. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, the song is done, but now yeah. we must analyze. I must reactivate the song topsy super scientific crapometer. Nick, activation noises, please. In Foley, not right now. Wait, quick, put Frank's pants around the around the machine since it's the crapometer. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, is there like, are we just making this up as we go along? Like, there's a hatch to, like, put items from the episode in oh, just yeah. like oh, yeah. to analyze just like we need his shitty pants and we need the ferrari the, the ferrari and, and the water bottle that and the water bottle yeah. and then it, we punch a few buttons and they go beep boop 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 analyzing substances <laughs> so as i as well, i'm I starting to like this segment a little better yeah now. i was gonna huh? say i was uh so it's a quick recap i came up with this for our 100th episode i'm gonna try to do this with our uh, our single episodes the Super Scientific Crabometer, a rating system devised by me using sophisticated techniques and backed by scientific rationale. Now, on a scale of one to five, one being it's fine, five being someone stopped my ears from bleeding, we're going to rate five aspects of a song. First, the artist themselves. Does this artist, their history, their personality influence your opinion of the song for the negative? Oh, the, the higher six. number is bad. Six. Yeah, six. 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 So you go to six. You broke. You, you, <laughs> this one goes to 11. You did that one? You, you did that one? Yeah. Okay, so six. So we're going to... I'm going to say... Fuck five. this guy. I'm going to say five because it's my fucking machine and you fuckers keep breaking it. <laughs> um, so two sixes and a five. Uh, lyrical complexity. Are the lyrics easy to understand? Is the songwriter trying too hard? Is it impossible to understand or is it just mind-numbingly stupid? Or is it all the above? Whatever's terrible... The highest score for that? <laughs> Throw it on. Okay, yeah. so five. I'm trying to think if I want to give myself headroom for future episodes, but fuck it, five. Okay. Not a six, five. I'm, I'm going to give it... the bounds of the machine. I'm going to give it a four, if only because they accidentally happened upon a weird dichotomy that made a sort of sense. Yes, where he's worried about being alone. Exactly. Uh, number three, musical quality. Is it repetitious? Does it have a complex or satisfying progression? Is it catchy to the point of driving you insane? How do you feel about the music quality of this song? I'll give it a th- I'll give it a three, cause like the chorus, he has a pretty voice once in a while. I'll give it a, I'll give it a three because I like it when he called me a motherfucker. Oh, I did. And fuck you too. And you're a bitch. It actually comes with quite a few insults directed to the listeners who are ostensibly pay- paying to hear it. They just like the uh, the abuse. Apparently. Yeah, abuse me more, please, please. So yeah, three. So three, three, five. Got it. Oh, uh, I hate songs like "Remember Fucking Skyline." Uh, I can't yeah, handle songs yeah, like this. I hate that. Yeah. Um, connectability. Does the song and making you feel the way it intends to? Is it totally off the mark? Does it make you feel anything? Does it speak to something in your life? 
Are you dead inside after hearing it? One, because I just washed dishes before we recorded this, and it felt very relatable in that moment. So, yeah, one. Super relatable. Uh, you know, I mean, I just shared a shart story, so I guess I have to say two. Okay. <laughs> a number two. Oh. <laughs> uh, folks, I was looking in Mike's eyes when he said that. He did not mean that to be a joke. He didn't consider that when he said it. That's just what he said. And only after the fact did he realize he made another poop joke. You know, jokes just naturally come out of me, Steve. Just My like poop? Well, now, I mean, now who's doing poop jokes? Now you're just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> And the last one, longevity. Does this song have staying power? Will it be something forgotten about? Or will it haunt you until the last hour of your life? That's, I'm gonna, I gotta give that a four, because it will haunt me, but in terms of longevity, he literally says at the end it's from 2013, which I think really does literally date it. So, I'll give it a four. Oh, you mean not the DJ Khaled plus uh, Dragon Blood plus uh, <laughs> Charlie Sheen shit? What's the that score day. if I'll never listen to the song again? That would be a five. Okay. Long, I, based on based on what I said, longevity one is good, five is bad. If you're never going to hear it again, presumably that's bad. It's not even that I'm scarred by it. I just <laughs> uh, it's just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's not like given our own musical taste, we will ever accidentally listen to this. I'll listen to this when I listen to our episode. It's not like it's not like <laughs> yeah, and it's not like fucking Justin Bieber where I will accidentally hear it in the grocery store at least once or twice. Imagine just like you know checking to see if there's a ripe avocado, and you hear "You're a bitch, you're a fuck, fuck Frank? you too." <clears throat> okay, so we got our we got our numbers in. I'm gonna punch it into the the computational device here, yep. and then sound effects will happen. Yes, they will. and you mean the, the machine will function? The machine will function. And the result is... This song sucks, Nick! I'd say it's accurate. Yep. Uh, you know, it's never wrong, is it? No. (laughs) It's consistent. (laughs) Two episodes, it's been very consistent. (laughs) Some would say this is a pointless exercise. Not me, though. We got some good laughs out of it. Some good laughs, some good tears. Tell you what, I'll I'll build in the function where we have to like input physical items from the song that we talked about. That was a nice natural thing that happened. Well, that was nice. Now I'm building it into the machine. Oh, good. Add, add the adapters. Get the wrench next. Yeah, you got some you got some hardware things to do on this thing. I'll work on that over the weekend. But that is it for Shooting Upward, uh, the song alone. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun to have the whole gang back together. Yeah! Never again. (laughs) Goodbye, Steve. Uh, (laughs) And guys, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out Dapper Devil Productions. Uh, If you have not done so already on the social media, some exciting stuff coming with the aforementioned short film we did, as well as some uh, podcasts on the network that are coming back soon. Um, most notably, no, most notably, the thing that happened this week, uh, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and uh, Mr. Mike Russell. Yes, uh, you can find my stuff on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick says, you know, like uh, send us send us uh, like a song that you want to hear us do. The five star reviews are always nice, and uh, check out you know maybe. Some of our stuff on the old DapperDevilProductions.com website. And uh, please, email us in what animal you would race a veterinarian on. Is it a pig or a donkey? Those are your options. Yes, it's an AB. We'll do a Twitter survey. Those two animals. I'm going to do a Twitter survey. Hell yeah. 
You're goddamn right I am. And uh, Steve, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourManTrollo, on the Dapper Devil website, our various productions, uh, uh, web series, which we also have at some point, another one coming out that we filmed this summer. And, yes. Uh, the film, of course, Chad is not the killer. Uh, which uh, we will be promoting. Steve was so good. Yes, I was so good. Um, only me, though. So <laughs> Certainly not the promo- titular character. <laughs> we will be promoting that on our various grams and such. Um, you may find me on the web series uh, On the Line as well, which has also uh, garnered some uh, acclaim in the circuit, in the festival circuit. Uh, it's, won a, it's won a uh, uh, best uh, short pilot uh, for one, it's currently enrolled in two others and up for nominations in those as well. Uh, and one Emmy, Steve is right? doing big yeah, stuff. Won, yeah, won an Emmy. Uh, so there's that. And then come October, I don't think I can legally say specifically anything about this yet, but keep your eyes peeled for some commercial uh, activity, some Halloween commercial activity throughout the month of October. I'll say more once it's released. And I'm pretty sure I didn't sign away my ability to talk about it. Oh, Steve, I'm so excited for you. I am too. You're really floating up with your career. (laughs) You really shit the bed with that one, Nick. (laughs) I am not Ronnie Radke. Thank you very much. Uh, Ronnie. Oh, I kept saying Frankie. I thought that was your facetious name for the (laughs) mom in the supermarket. Frankie, cover your ears. (laughs) So fuck you, too. But not you, the dear listeners. Please tune in next week for another fun episode of the Song Topsy Report. And until then, I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm buying stock and depends. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. Oh, Steve.